going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 133 of the Vibe Bar podcast. My name is Cortez Jake. I'm your resident Chelsea fan here, and this week I have. I usually say it's the honour, but considering my team this week, probably not, but of hosting the Valbar podcast. Let's hear it from the lads today. We've got Drew. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three points, gang. Oh, I wish I knew what that felt like. Cha. Come on now. Local. <laughs> just local, yeah? No three points. That's just local, yeah, now. Local in one hostel, bro. I I'm with you there, pal, unfortunately. Uh, we have got Sea Strides. Yeah, man. I'm hearing it. Worth a charm, local bar. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. Let me pull up to, to Calvin's house to see if he's okay, man. Jeez. Calvin's doing good. You okay, won't be no. walking in my yard, G. You stay where you are. <laughs> <laughs> And then last but not least, the birthday boy himself, Manu. Jeez, come on, come on. Glad to be back with the boys. You know, Jeez. it's been a good birthday weekend. You know, you know, it's been a very good... Wow, yeah. Let's get to the shits, man. Did you have a nice birthday weekend then, Manu? What did you get up to? Did you... Oh... Man, what did I not get up to? You know, I'm joking. Um, yeah, man, little some 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 of the boys came. Local child was in was in um, the building. Prez was in the building as well. Um, Tabo, Mitch as well. Tosin even showed face. Some of the Vaba boys that were local. Obviously, the train strikes. I would have liked to extend the invite to the likes of Andy and yourself, Jay, because you were actually meant to come. But um, <laughs> these these train workers said, "Nah, you're not." <laughs> um, yeah, man. I had a good day out with the boys on a Sunday. I played football in the morning, got the dub of my team. And then, yeah, we'll go on to talk about my Gooners. <laughs> Did, hey, you know what? It's been a great fucking birthday this year. Even on my birthday, the day itself, right, we won man, against um, it, Zurich. No yeah, man. Nah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so what? Hey, is, is this the, is you, this the you, podcast or is it Munya podcast? That's what I'm saying, man. It's my birthday, bro. It's my birthday. What the hell? Am I allowed? Give me... Give, let me have this... You, you even forgot to wish me happy birthday, you prick. What are you talking about? <laughs> bro, Monya, but where was my invite, though? Can't lie. Andy, are you going to come down for, like, what, a mil, yeah? Uh, wait, wait, uh, wait. How, how long was this planned for? Because if it was more than a month, boy... I'm on to you. Hey, listen. Hey, I've got a drink for you. Shut up. Wow. Wow. Guys, say less. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, lads. Well, we'll, have, we'll move on because certain members of the chat don't want to be talking about this anymore. What I want to talk about is we're two weeks away from a World Cup, boys. Like, that just sounds crazy to me to but less than two weeks kicks off a week on Friday. We have players dropping like flies everywhere. Every man in their nan who is fit getting called up to the 55 man squad. Shout out Roth, Ruben Loftus cheek. And the main thing is that FIFA sent out a letter, all the 32 nations competing, telling them it's time to focus on the football lads. Focus on the, of the issues, whether it be, the rights of migrant workers or the cultural differences, as they like to put it, a.k.a. you wouldn't feel safe if you're a member of the LGBTQ community, but just feel like the football. I don't know about you, boys. I want I want your takes on this. I'll start off with you, Char. Just how excited are you for this World Cup? Because I've got to be honest, right now, I'm just not feeling it. Oh, man, I'm just... Yeah, I... Uh... I feel like it's it's a World Cup in it, so like you always there's always an element of interest um, from every, anyone that like follows football. But in terms of where it is in the season, it, it, I just can't help but feel like frustrated by. It. I feel like we're not going to get a uh, we're going to get a very much like a watered down version of the World Cup. Um, players aren't 
players, well, a lot of, we, we're already going to be missing some great players for injury. Um, and I, I'm pretty confident between now and obviously the start of the World Cup, there's going to be more. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, the frustration comes from even deeper than just surface level stuff like, oh, we're not going to have a great World Cup. I'm sure it'll be a good event. I'm pretty sure Qatar are going to like throw a lot of money at it and probably make it look like a, a very sort of spe- spectacular occasion. But yeah, man, in terms of where it is in the season, it just doesn't feel right. Obviously, in terms of like how typically people in the UK say that like watch the World Cup in terms of like being in pubs, like going to watch it with like their friends and stuff like that. It's, the way I think where it's falling in place, it's cold. People are going to be working. Um, so it, it, it's yeah, it's not really got the same feel. But it, you never know, and it might it might surprise us as we as as the tournament goes on. But for now, not really looking forward to it. Yeah, because I, I mean, Drew, normally when you get a World Cup, you have a lot of hype around it, don't you? There's a lot of promotion. There's a lot of talk about favourites going into it and et cetera. This one, like I just listed some of it, but like it just all it seems to be is negatives where like Char says where it is, the the injuries, all the morality issues around it. Like it just doesn't have a positive spin to this World Cup or am I just being too harsh here? No, no, you're you're correct. Um, although I'm, I'm I'm kind of on the other side of it, I think like the negative PR surrounding this World Cup, it's a little bit forced and unfair uh, because um, not. I mean, unfair is not the correct word to be honest. But I do think like it's a little bit forced to be honest because shit happens. Shit happens everywhere. Shit happens every day, and not half of like this particular. Uh, negative PR that this this particular World Cup is getting, you know, has been given to like Ru- the Russia World Cup, for example. It would definitely not be given it would definitely not be given to the uh World Cup in the USA. Um they're the biggest criminals of everyone. Um so for me, I'm like personally I am looking forward to it. I hope that, you know, closer to the World Cup, uh maybe like a couple of days there will be um a bit a bit more positive PR. Um of course um, like Charles said, I agree that maybe the quality will be lacking at this particular World Cup because of the players that are injured or players not being fully fit. Um, apart from that, I am looking forward to it. Uh, people need to get off Qatar's back, although they've they've done some horrible things. But you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a man that that lacks energy to be kept, and I know that the energies were not kept for Russia. The energy will certainly not be kept for USA um, in four years' time. So, yeah, it is what it is, man. Yeah, man, I, I, I definitely hear that um, with what Andy's saying because, look, we're, at, we're in the position that we are now. Um, it, it really is now pointless to be just moaning and complaining because we've got this World Cup and Qatar, as we all know, do you know what I realised? The bit, like, they won this, like, 12 years ago. Yeah, criminal, man. Um, criminal, criminal. Bro, it's actually been time. Obviously, now it's come. But you know round. they won, sorry, sorry to cut you, but you know they won no, it go. off the concept that they were going <clears> to, <throat> they were going to do it in the summer. And then they mm-hmm. changed that as, oh, like, yeah. their actual bid, <laughs> yeah, their bid was literally meant to be that, like, it was going to be as normal concurrently after the, after the season. But obviously, that's when they and started obviously... looking into <laughs> It's all corrupt, man. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as, as yeah, Andrew no said, one man, not... there's corruption everywhere. Mm-hmm. No one thought to check. Oh, yeah, summer in Qatar is, is ridiculously hot. So, like, yeah, come on, do you know they awarded they awarded the World Cup for 2018 and 2022 at the same time? So Russia and Qatar. Yeah, yeah. I remember. So it's both just corruptness, man. Yeah, yeah, man. It's 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 what it is, man. Well. Like FIFA says, lads, let's just move straight on to the football, shall we? We'll start talking <laughs> about it. And let's talk about the football that's actually happening. And we'll go to Europe, the group stage for both the Champions League and Europa finishes at midweek. The draws are on Monday. And for a lot of the groups, the, the standings were pretty much already set. But one group that had it all to play for, you could have finished first, you could have finished last, was Calvin Spurs. Now, going into the game week in your group, you, I believe, started off second. You had to travel to the Stad Velodrome, which was boisterous to say the least. Which I only recently learned in League Gun, they've pretty much banned away fans for a lot of games because it's just getting that bad and the police can't stop it. But you guys went to Marseille and 
your trend of starting the game badly and then finishing strong continued first half. I think even you said it yourself, Strides, that was an awful watch to say the least. But you turned it around and after 90 minutes, you topped the group. How do you find it? Um, Boy, stressful. Stressful. Like That first half was... I'm saying it every week, but arguably the worst first half we've had under Conte. Um, you think we were playing prime Barcelona, the way that we were just pegged back for the whole game, booting the ball long, hanging on. It could have been two or three in the first half. We were lucky to go in one nil down. And then second half, the whole game just changes. Um, obviously, Son got injured, went to three in the middle, and we just gained a bit more control, had the ball a bit more, and um, actually attacked. So in the end, um, I think we, we did probably deserve to go through. Saying that, Kalasinak had a big chance, which he should have done a lot better with. Perisic clear one off the line. So we were lucky in some ways, but I think with what happened the, the week before against Frankfurt, um, against Sporting Lisbon, um, I think we deserved it. And yeah, man, obviously happy to top the group. Hopefully we can avoid, now avoid um, PSG because they finished second in their group. But other than that, um, I think we, we deserve to top the group in the end. Yeah, I, well, at the end of the day, you got after six games, you had the most points. So that that's what tells the story, doesn't it? Um, Drew, I'll come to you because obviously we saw your team in action as well. Your team played Napoli, the high-flying team of Europe, and 2-0 win. Like, your boys, is this is this a bit of a turnaround for you boys, like managing to hold that Napoli team at home and keep a clean sheet? Or you want to see more from your boys? Yeah, I think um, that game goes down similar to like the the City game where I felt like um, the performance across the board was good um, against a good team. Even though it was a bit of a dead rubber and we needed like four goals um, to win the game. And I think Napoli knew that as well. But uh, looking at the game, it, it didn't look like it because I think Napoli just wanted to go unbeaten um, and, you know, win all the games. And we obviously wanted to to have some sort of revenge. And for me, it was important to show a response in regards to our first game against them. And they definitely showed it by the performance, at least. 2-0, uh, no. I think, um, think it was deserved. And yeah, man, we, we, did do, we, we did finish second. So it'll be interesting to see who we will face next round. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's the issue, isn't it? Because like me and Calvin are in a similar position where I think, like Calvin just said, if you can avoid PSG, I think our teams deserve to be confident. We should be getting through. Whereas, like, I mean, who can you draw now? You can draw Real. You can Real, Benfica, Benfica, Bayern Munich, and uh, one more. Yeah, yeah, this. It's definitely going to be Bayern Munich, though. And Mane is going to give Trent a hell of a time. But, yeah. We'll see, man. <laughs> You've seen that. But if, hey, if that comes through, we can call FIFA rigged. I think we already do call... Well, it's UEFA, isn't it? We can already call them rigged. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, And then Chelsea. We had Zagreb at home. We avenged our game one defeat, beating them 2-1. Now, ours was a dead rubber. We'd already won the group. Potter decided to name a full strength side to, as I put it, build momentum, build rhythm within the team. Did not work. And the, the worst part about it was that we spoke about earlier, people missing the World Cup. Ben Chilwell fights his way back from an ACL injury, tears his hamstring in the very last minute, out for three months. Um, Char, like you spoke about earlier, the fact that in- injuries, but this, for me... Like, what what do you think about the decision? This game has zero consequences for Chelsea. Are you with Pod trying to maintain his first team squad, trying to give him minutes to give him that bit of confidence, that bit of momentum, or should he have just more heavily rotate the team and get some youngsters involved? In fact, just to give them a bit of experience. I feel, I feel like it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because in a say, I feel like. I, I, do I think he probably should have rotated? Yeah, in hindsight, but in the same breath, like if you've been watching Chelsea, a lot of Chelsea's games, um, 
you haven't really been created like any like a lot of attacking like like att- attacking work so i can only imagine that he was probably thinking like i haven't got this team to like he chelsea aren't uh, they're not a squad at the moment where you can just pick different players in different times and then they'll play exactly the same like so i think he's still trying to work out how, how he wants to go best forward with chelsea so i feel like the whole idea of like building momentum, if you actually look at it, um, Eric Ten Hag, minus a few signings, obviously we're going to go into United, but he's also doing the same thing. Like most games, you see certain players play in every single game. Um, obviously, it's, it's worked against him because obviously now Chilwell's um, injured, but there's nothing to say that Chilwell wouldn't have come on maybe the last five minutes and still done that. So it, it, it yeah, it, it, it's, it's a tough one. I see why, I see the vision why he done it, but obviously in hindsight, it's annoying as a probably as a fan and thinking. Yeah, you could have avoided maybe an injury. Yeah, for me, I think it just hits worse because Chilwell, if you boys remember at the Euros, didn't get a single minute. I think it was the because mm. he got COVID when after the Scotland game when he yeah. was well, not he didn't get COVID, sorry, but he had to isolate because he was talking to Billy Gilmore who did have COVID and then didn't play. And then it was the Ukraine game where we were winning three or four nil already at that point, and then Gareth subbed on Trippier at right at left back when the game was yeah. already sorted. And I just sat there and went, really? What's the <laughs> point? Like, just just give Chilwell a quick 15 minutes he can say he played at the Euros. So to do that, then have the ACL injury and get back from that, and then your hamstring tears. Is that been confirmed? Yeah, three months. Yeah, man, three months. Well, no, they haven't said an official deadline, but like, you know, when newspaper reporters come out and yeah, say, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's going to be this, like, you're going with that. So, yeah, it's just gutting for the guy, really, because you've obviously worked hard to get back from one very major injury and then on the cusp of it, of the big tournament, the one where you think, I think Luke Shaw was still going to be first choice, but hopefully you get some game time in it. Like He was going to be in the squad, probably, and then it's just cruel to be taken away from it. And, like, Chelsea's injury crisis and our team as a result is just... We're not coping well with it whatsoever, and this is just another one where it's sat there like, yeah, this isn't this isn't going to go well for us. We need that break so much, to be <laughs> honest. But we'll go, we'll continue to go on into that later. But we'll move on to Thursday nights, our Europa nights. Arsenal, they did what they needed to do on Munoz's birthday. They took care of their business. They avoided their extra games thanks to winning the group by beating the mighty FC Zurich one 0 at home. Munu, do you have any big takeaways from that game or were you too busy hitting up the Julies? Yeah, kind of. I was fucking Julied, boys. But um, <laughs> from what I remember, from what I remember, it was um, it wasn't the most convincing win, but we got the job done. Um, it was a quite boring game. The, probably the highlight of the game was the Zurich fans, man. They were they were probably one of the loudest fans I've ever seen come to the Emirates. Um, Kieran Tini with a goal. Um, and that's I think that's one of the big things about us this season goals are coming from different people and it's good to see the Tierney playing and getting us off a goal um, unfortunately Tom Yasu came on and then came off like after five minutes they're saying there's a little knock so they want to keep him safe but um, job done really clean sheet and the three points that's all it was, it was never well it was never in doubt that we weren't going to win but it wasn't a, a great win that's what I'll say Fair enough. Um, Char, your boys, you welcome Saucy Dad. You had to beat them by, I believe it was two goals at Old Trafford. Unfortunately, you only beat them by one. The young man, Gamacho, getting the winner for you. But now you face, somehow, fitting in two games, which, as it's been reported, there's no midweek or weekend left free right now at this time in the calendar, which is already a disgusting thought to think about for the second half of the season. But um, how did you boys play? In the first half, we think we played well. Um, I think we probably should have capitalised on our dominance um, in the first half because I think the second half was the complete opposite. Um, Obviously, we got the goal um, and obviously we started chasing another one. And uh, to be honest, uh, I've been sort of singing Ten Hag and United's praises over the last couple of weeks because I think we've definitely solidified. But he... 
done a few questionable things, which he's used to do in um, I'm, like I remember games when Ajax used to be chasing in a Champions League game where he'd switch to like a three three one three or something like that. I don't know if, like exactly what it breakdown was, but he he basically switched it up completely. Um, and in the end, yeah, I think we lost rhythm. Um, so we won the game. I think it, it obviously wasn't the the result we needed, but we won the game. It was another clean sheet. Um, but yeah, obviously it was a bit disappointing because now we've got to f- yeah find a way to play this sort of game, and it's just an extra game that we we, we didn't need. But to be honest, I'm not I'm not even going to make excuses for it because. But I'm so like when you actually look at the, how the season's gone in terms of the Europa, the only reason why we didn't, I'm not sure if everyone remembers it, but do you remember the Real, Real Sociedad's uh, win at Old Trafford earlier on in the season where? Martinez that book, that handball to, to close the bo- bros, and that was basically that was a difference, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's peak, man. Yeah. Do you understand? So yeah, it's a frustrating, but obviously, look, football, football. At the end of the day, we could have scored more goals in other games, but yeah, when you break it down, it's actually peak. Yeah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Well, obviously, like you said, you've got more games, so Munir's team they get they get to avoid that. They don't have a draw, whereas Chad, you're gonna have to play. One of the third place Champions League teams. Who are you looking at that you actually want, and who do you want to avoid? Because there are the likes of the quote unquote big European hip hitters like your yeah. Juventuses or your Barcelonas, but of course they are completely out. Of, well, Barcelona aren't out from the league, but in Europe they really were. So, are you looking to take them on early, or are you just looking to avoid them? Uh, I, I, I thought. I think Europa's weird. Like. Uh, I'd like to have naturally. You'd like to avoid the big teams naturally. I think Barcelona are no exception, even though they might not be at the best at the moment. You just don't like no one. Like no one's going to say, "Oh yeah, they'd want to go to the new camp and, like, and play," because it's, it's it's still potentially could be a very trick, like a tricky game, and they've obviously got quality players still. Um, but I, I can see it's written stars. We're going to get Ajax. Um, I can just like I, I I don't know. There's just something about that whole that whole tie that makes me think that it's going to happen. So. Um, I back us, you know, I back us against most teams, to be honest. Um, If you deep it, these lot have finished third in their group. They're not going to, they're third for a reason. I don't don't think there's anyone there that's deserved, you can say, you know what, they didn't deserve to be third because they played much better than how they were. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Apart from Tottenham's group, that's the one I can probably say, look, whichever team finished third of that one was just there because... Who who finished third there in the end? I think it was um, Sporting, innit? No, no, Frankfurt finished sport. No, no, Sporting oh, dropped out. It was the other one. Marseille. No, nah, Marseille, no, yeah. no, nah, Marseille dropped down. Sporting went because Spurs won in it. If Spurs drew, then Marseille would have Marseille would have been third. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, so I swear. yeah, so uh-huh. Sporting, yeah, man. Because because remember, Spurs won the game. You know, they scored last minute. But- because I remember saying to myself, oh, that Marseille, that sporting win means nothing, whatever they did. But oh, I thought it was the other way around there. But yeah, from that group, I guess that's the only one you can really say like, oh, yeah, mm. that team is unlikely to be there. But yeah. I think on paper, Barcelona as well, to be honest, because this whole season they've been playing with a chip on their shoulder. And um, of course, like in the league, it's going well. Um, but obviously... I'm sure they're looking at the Europa League like, yeah, we need to win this. But at the same time, I feel like on paper, United, you know, it, sh- it should it should be an equal thing, to be honest, like what Munya said. So, yeah, man, let's see. Yeah, fair enough. I, I don't think United have anyone to fear. Like, if they keep improving the way they have and keep remaining consistent, like, there's definitely no one to fear. It's just going to be, it'll probably be a tough tie, but... I mean, that's what you get into these competitions for, don't you? You don't get in them for the easy ones. Um, well, that's that's Europe. And we'll move on to the domestic, to this weekend, the Premier League. So, Saturday, none of our teams played, but it was still a very entertaining Saturday for the five games. So, start off, Man City pulling out a last gasp winner against Fulham. Thanks to, I think we can all agree, it was a dubious last-minute penalty. But a penalty, man. But a pen. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, man. Of course it's a dive, but if the thing is, of course it's a dive, but you're giving the referee a decision to make. Make There was no need for the defender to make contact there, for me. And Kevin De Bruyne played it well, man, in my opinion. It's a pen, man. 
Fuck it. Because of your stupidity. You just, you just said it's a diet. You said it's a diet. No, 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 no. Let me say he went down a bit, a bit dramatic. No, no, let me say he went down a bit dramatic. But there was contact. There was contact. A dive, a dive, a dive by definition. There's no contact that you're diving in it. But there was contact. And he went down, boy. So. But that wasn't enough contact for him to go down. Of course. I agree, man. But it is what it is, man. He played it, he played it smart. He played it smart. I the the way I see that I'm I think I'm more on Calvin's side. There is that like because you've had the new directive from the for the referees, haven't you? That they want to allow more contact, and it, I think it's just a player in its situation. To be on to be honest with you, I think it's a oh it's Kevin De Bruyne, it's City, it's last minute. Like that, At home. we'll give that penalty. We'll yeah, we'll go and give that penalty rather than take that away from because I think outside the box is one of those weird ones where I don't think I don't think that gets given outside the box. But inside mm. the box in that particular moment, the referee's got his whistle in his hand. And VAR's not going to overturn it because it's not a clear and obvious error, even though VAR doesn't work correctly. But of course the man that we all know and hate at the moment, Harland dispatches it easily. Game wins, City move, take their Leno Leno should have saved that man. That was that was poor poor keeping from Leno, man. That pissed me off. I, I definitely ever saw Leno Arsenal save one penny at the Emirates. <laughs> no, bro, he's never saved one pen at Arsenal. I don't call him saving a pen. So yeah, man, <laughs> nonsense keeper. That's just that's not in his bag. Um, but we'll move on. Leeds in the game of the day, three one down against Bournemouth, but they managed to pull out the win. That was a fantastic game. Brilliant game. Amazing game. Amazing game. Barkley's at his finest there. But on that note, fuck Gabby Agbonlahor. Because <laughs> on TalkSport, he's saying they over-celebrated. How can you over-celebrate Bruv. coming back from two goals down to beat a team? I, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I, How can you not have joy? You know when they, you know when they, you know when they say don't give men mics. Yeah, he's one of them. Because this guy, man, ever since he's been on TalkSport, there's no sense comes out of his mouth. Like, yeah, cap. Everything is just cap. I don't. I don't get it. Like, it was a brilliant three-one down, and you're coming back to win to win the game four-three. Are you sick? That that Gabby Abonyahu, honestly, I've lost all respect for him. Even the small respect as a player, I, I think. Fam, I don't know who he thinks he. Well, to be fair, it's talk sport in general. Obviously, they're doing it for clicks in it, and like. And, and for people to react, but that guy has the lack of ball knowledge that Don has. Um, it's peak. It's very peak, man. Disgusting. Wait, disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll move on from Gabriel Bonnehall being a prick to Forest. They scored a last gasp equaliser of their own to draw with Brentford to all at home. But that wasn't even the biggest takeaway from the weekend for Brentford. It was the fact that Ivan Tony's been investigated for <laughs> gambling allegations by the FA. That is. <laughs> Auspicious timing. Yeah. That's probably the best way to go about that. But, um, I mean, that probably keeps him at home. Just the fact he's being investigated. Which I think is a shame. You reckon? To be honest. But, but it's, 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 it's based on this, like, his um, lower league days, isn't it? And he said he's fully cooperating. Um, and he hasn't bet, bet against Brentford. So, it's not in his Premier League days. So, maybe, maybe he might bust case. But, yeah, the timing is very, very peak. Which means... Yeah, you might not go Qatar, man. We just, we just peak for him. I, I think if this was two, three weeks ago, I think he'd be a lot safer. But the fact it is, like I say, like two weeks away, I think Southgate has to name his squad within the next week before they go as well. Like, it's, it's just the sheer fact it is so close. And I completely get the notion about how he wasn't betting on himself and what, or it was a lot lower leagues as well. But. Yeah, like I, I, again, I think it's a shame because I think he was pretty much bound to be called up. Like him, mm. he was going to be Kane's understudy, or should have been Kane's understudy. And I hope, I still hope he does go because he's on his play. He's deserved it. He's been fantastic. He's been a complete talisman for Brentford and one of the best strikers in the league this season. But just the way these things work, I think it'll be very harsh for him. But yeah. let's hope not. Fingers crossed for him. And then the other games, Brighton. Continue to improve under De Zerbi. They've managed to go to Wolves and beat them 3-2. And Leicester are continuing their resurgence. They went away and beat the Toffees 2-0. 
By the way, Tielemans seems to be having a goal of the year competition by himself at this rate. That guy has found his shooting touch again and he is only hitting top corners. Banger. Just Banger. Shout out, um, what's his name as well? Um, James Madison. Because they're screaming Madison over Mount Jake. What are you telling me? Have you seen the stats? Bro? Um, He's got more goals and assists than bruv, most of the uh, um, England shooters in that position, bro. It's just mm-hmm. it's time, man. He's not going World Cup just because Southgate don't fancy him. Is he? He don't fancy him or he doesn't fit? He doesn't fit. Like, you're not going to play him in either two of the... Like, you're playing Foden in one and you're probably playing Sacco or Sterling in the other. Mm. You're not going to... You're not really... Where does he play? He's, we don't play with a cam. He's, he's a good option, but like, yeah, man. I just think he hasn't been integrated in the team early enough, so I feel like... It'll be peak now, won't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense, really. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Charles. One that like you're not going to give Madison a chance, even though I think we can all agree he deserves it. Like He's your question, saying, yeah. does he deserve to go over Mount? Like I know, I know my love for Mason Mount blinds my judgment here. I'll, I'll acknowledge that bias, but Madison deserves to go in that squad at the very least. If yeah. he, if Mount plays over him, I think that's still fair because I think he has improved a lot recently. But if Madison was in the team over Mount, I wouldn't be sat there screaming bloody murder. This is an outrage. Like. Madison deserves to be playing, but I think as Charles says, yeah, does he fit? That's a <laughs> big question. And, who knows, and if, we're, if, if we're going if by not on the as plane, well, Jesus, that's right. Jesus Christ! So, someone, someone says shout out Mercer Mount stylist because <laughs> the boot cuts I saw at the Wakanda premiere, man, that outfit was <laughs> tragic, man. I, talking about that, yeah. <laughs> let's not wait, wait, wait. Let's not divert from Mason Mount because obviously they, they've been they've been they've been teasing that obviously there's like a gay footballer in it, and people are screaming, "Is that Donny?" You know what? Like what are you man t- Not that it's anything wrong with gay. Obviously, yeah, we support yeah, the yeah. LBGTQ community. We support them fully. But do you man think it's Mason Mount that's gonna come out? Because I think someone's coming out based on like newspapers even here they're talking about it man so is someone coming out of the England oh, camp I, I, I mean no. I don't know but I, if it, also if we're going to go on that point of like fashion sense James Madison once had a see-through Louis Vuitton backpack that was plastic we can't nah that. that's drippy bro come on man that's drippy fam. that's drippy fam. come on man that makes him out, yeah. <laughs> Shout him out, man. But that was awful. I'm not having that. That was legitimately shit. Yeah, Calvin, Calvin, I think it's um couple James. That's the one that was... My man's dying his hair every other colour, yeah, and... Green. Mine said green. Fam, I've seen some Mason Mount pictures, yeah. Boy, might be both of them, in it, But... Yeah, man, we we turn into the shade borough right now, man. Sorry, man. <laughs> Jake, take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. We need to move that on, but unfortunately, we need to move it on to the early kickoff of today's game, Sunday's games, and Munya's Arsenal travel across <coughs> London face my Chelsea. Get Munya, get ready, because you need to go into a lovely little rant about your team. Unfortunately. But um, I, I think to say that Arsenal outclassed Chelsea is probably me putting a positive spin on it for Chelsea, to be honest. Uh, Arsenal left the bridge with all three points, courtesy of Gabriel's tapping from a corner. Kai Havertz, what were you doing? Um, but Munya, we'll have to go to you, your boys. Let's let's get it from an Arsenal's perspective. Just how good were you? Yeah, man. Well, I actually missed the first half because I was still kicking ball. Um but from what I caught from the second half and the quick analysis at half time, um, we were just dominating, man. I've just like never seen us this comfortable um, against a top six side as well. Do you know what it is? The question is always, oh, can they do it against do 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 do? Like they've not played anyone. First, it was when we're winning the games, we've not played a top six team. Then we start playing top six teams and we've won. And then it was like, oh, you're the only one at home. Because obviously we lost United. We beat Chelsea, we beat Spurs and Liverpool at home. And then now we've gone away to Chelsea and dominated. Like, oh, bro, at no point did I think, oh, goddamn, Chelsea are onto us. Um, it was controlled. Now, 
prior to this game, though, I was nervous because say what you say about Chelsea's form and Arsenal's form, that does always come out when it comes to like a London derby. So I thought Chelsea could mix. I, I actually even said before the game, I'd be happy with a draw. But to walk away with three points after what I saw, we deserve the three points. 1-0, yes. Maybe we've got a couple of more goals and we, we should have because Gabriel puts in Odegaard at 1-0 up. Perfect opportunity. Odegaard is giving me Ozil vibes where he just doesn't want to shoot. Like, cut the ball, finish the game, see it out. Like, not saying I, I would not have been shook if he didn't uh, and if Chelsea could have got back into the game. At no point, Jake, no offence, that I think you guys, when we were 1-0 up, you, you were getting something out of this game. Um, nothing personal about Mayang, but <laughs> where was he? Like, there was this whole hype, but yeah, he's coming back. And obviously, you, you know there's incentive for him to score against us. Like, let's not chat shit. He probably wanted to bag against us. Um, I'm hearing in the, what, 17 minutes he had on the pitch, he only got eight touches, <laughs> however long he was on. So, yeah, man. Um, convincing result. That's now three wins on the trot at your ground, I believe. Which I could not believe it, I could ever say. We've had one win in six against you guys. You've won every other game. Mad. Wow. They got your number, boy. It's, it's them. We can't beat United. Like, we're, we're just not. Like, so I'll, I'll take over from here. We were dreadful. We were absolutely appalling. There was, I think, from Chelsea, there was the defence was just constantly playing desperation defence. There was no. Like, there was no control. I don't think there was any form of calm. And bear in mind, we were playing Thiago Silva, who I thought had a good game. One of the only players, I think maybe the only player. Um, as Pilaquea, like, it was, it was an experienced defence. And there was just, again, we were just constantly playing, running backwards. The midfield, they offered no protection or control in the whole game. Loftus-Cheek was nowhere. Jorginho could not get on the ball. I thought Arsenal took him out of the game fantastically. Um, the attack was just completely unlinked. The de- the distances between each other. Like There was one point where Sterling had the ball, and this was in the second half. He got behind Zinchenko, and he just ran forward, and Aubameyang ran away from him. Havertz ran away from him, and Mount was on the other side of the pitch. And you're sat there like, someone give an option. And he didn't. He loses the ball. Is what it is. Um, the goal comes from a similar thing. Thiago Silva has the ball at the back. No one is giving him an option. He tries to dribble out from trouble. Gabi Jesus creates the press fantastically, as he did all game. He gets a shot off against Mendy. You get a corner. You put it in near post. Havertz decides he doesn't need to clear it, and it literally was going to go straight in until Gabriel touches it in. But yeah, like I think abysmal is probably the right word there. Like Potter after the game said we huffed and we puffed, but we just didn't have the quality. It's like, that's not going to go down well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be fair. That's, that's not what you want to hear. Um, I think out of the 20 teams in the Premier League, we're the teams that, we are the team that most needs this World Cup break. Like we need to get Pile as fit because we're not like, I'm not going to say we have an injury crisis because at the end of the day, we're just not coping well. We are just not playing playing well, players in or out. It's simple fact of this is professional football. We spent what two hundred and fifty million in the summer, and it's looking like there is not a lot of value from that at this moment in time. And the solutions that are being provided are not solving anything. Like Jake, you say Abamyang. Oh, sorry, you go. Yeah. Do, do you do you think like um, the sacking of Tuchel? was the right one at the right time in hindsight now now that we've got a couple so, of games the, the thing for me is that two two show had lost the trust of the board and the dressing room just wasn't getting on with him so as much as I still love Tuchel I still think he's a fantastic manager I think he'll succeed wherever he goes brackets let's fingers crossed for England he gets the England job that would be great um like I'm the thing the thing is with Potter like we keep getting told that he's a long-term hire, right? He got a six-year contract. We're building a complete structure around him in terms of like recruitment directors and technical directors. So you've got to be willing to give him time. Like he's come in mid-season and his overall record, I think he's lost two games. So results have been, for the most part, good. And he is 
still finding out a lot about this squad, but I think he does. I think he's now beginning to realize just how big a step up this is from Brighton. Mm. Like, you've had two losses and the world around you crumbles. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, it's different. Pressure. It's different pressure, man. It's not Brighton anymore, man, where you can get away with it. Exactly, exactly. So, he, he needs to find solutions. I think he's still speaking positively, like, which is a good sign. You don't want him warmongering or just thinking the world's going to collapse from his point of view. But, yeah, he, I, he, he doesn't know what his best squad is. He can't figure it out because players keep getting taken out left, right and centre. And I just don't think he's making the best decisions. So he gets he gets a month now for the World Cup. He like we're gonna go. I think Charles saying like teams are taking warm weather breaks. I'm pretty sure we're going to Dubai. I think with our team, and I know we won't have a lot of major starters there. Like you think Sterling's gonna go, Mount's gonna go, Havertz is gonna go, um, Kovacic is gonna go, Kante injured and he's not gonna be back in time. Reese is if not, he'll be injured. Chilwell's gonna be injured. But you're going to have enough of a squad to start nailing down a structure of play, your patterns of play that you want to achieve. So I'm not going to call Potter out on it, but I would like to see more because quite simply put, like this Chelsea team just cannot create anything. It's like, I don't even know how to explain what's going on. It's like, like say abysmal pathetic. There's all these words. I know Arsenal are a bogey team right now, but then that doesn't mean you can turn up at home like you did. That there's just no excuse for that in my point. But what can you do? Um, Char, I'll go to your countryman Thomas Party. That boy's good mm. at football. I think yeah, that boy's man. very good at football. We're gonna win the World just Cup. Controlling. There you go. Yeah. See, you don't even need Hudson Odoi yeah. to declare. <laughs> I think other than Rodri, um, you'd probably say Thomas Party is the best number six in certainly in the Premier League, if not what's the world football at this current time. Um, he's playing, so yeah, he's uh, uh, obviously Shalom was last season was making like massive excuses that the whole Arsenal team um, relied on Partey to play for them to tick. Um, I think as time is going on, maybe that that shot wasn't too foreign. Um, I still don't believe it to that extent, but yeah, man, that guy can kick football, man. And I think in this team, um, with the way Arteta's got Arsenal playing, um, yeah, he, he yeah he's the he's the brain behind it all, basically. So um, yeah, man. But the thing is, I I think I didn't really realize how good he was actually with the ball. You know, typically when you think of like Partey, you probably thought like initially destroyer, but. I think he could quite easily like be classed as like a uh, like a box to box sort of midfielder because um, he's comfy. The passes too. Um, he he can obviously yeah can strike a ball well. Um, he he probably doesn't get into the box as often because obviously he's the defensive um, line and such. But yeah, man, he's comfy, man. He's a good footballer, man. And I rate him. Of course, he's my he's my my, my fellow countryman too. So shout out, party man. Good player, countryman. Um, I think we. With with party, we're finally seeing that Atletico Madrid player, um, the one that we hope yeah. to sign. He's literally just smashing it. Like today, man. If you just go player by player, if that's starting eleven, I can't really say much about Ramsdale. Um, but at the same time, because he, he wasn't worked enough, but at the same time, you still have to be alert for when the opportunity comes. Zinchenko comes straight back in from his injury, which I thought was a bit unfair on Tierney, because I feel like Tierney's been doing well, but Zinchenko's coming. Done solid. Um, our goal scorer Gabriel, man. Um, the 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 Bexley boys, I think they 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 have a love and hate relationship with Gabriel, but he's one. Of, I think he is the current top scoring um, defender in Europe. Um, I don't think people realize how important that is to have it. All these goals have come from corners, and that is what you as a defender. That's where most of your goals come from because you're meant to, you, you're typically going to be tall. And you get your head onto it. Obviously, he got his foot onto it. He was sniffing. Um, yes, he has mistakes in him, but he has dug in for us a couple of times. Fulham, when we won that uh, towards the last minute, he's um, scored some opening goals. 
yeah man <laughs> Tosin I'm sorry but Big Willie my god I mean man of the match performance as as, as he's rightly so given yeah I can't Baller. like Baller. smashed Baller. it out of the park Baller. Baller. like I'm actually very surprised at how good he is yeah like yeah, yeah the, maybe the for me was Saliba, which also he chased down Broa. Yeah, 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 yeah. He gave him a head start. <laughs> I saw someone like, tweet. Like, he said Saliba was getting. <laughs> someone said he's getting so bored. He's giving people a chance, and then you'll catch them up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, it's, it's not, it's not, man. You Do you know what? Exactly. Um, I hold my hand up, man. Um, I would like to offer an apology to Ben White. I've since Remontada, you know, Remontada, that Donnie man. I can't lie, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. I think what's more impressive is that he's actually played out position too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's doing it at right back. Yeah, he's doing that right back. That might be his new position. Um, You all said (laughs) Cedric is not getting a look in anytime soon. Tommy can play right back as well. Yeah, we've got options, man. It's, it's, it's lovely. We've talked about Partey, Xhaka, man. Um, another one. At one point, yeah, man. Was you can't, you can't this club. It's actually crazy the turnaround. Yeah, However, man, I, as Tosin yeah, says, looking, you, we've, looking good. We've, we've we've not finished outside the top four since well, we finished outside the top four since he signed. So this could be it. And then, last but not least, our front three, man. I'm sorry, I'm going on over here, so I know Calvin's burning in the background. Um, let's start from the left, man. Um, Martinelli, what a player. Doing job, can't complain. Um, Saka, again, smashing, doing job. And then, last but not least, Gabriel, man. Um, um, great player. Jake, off to you, man. Well, you, you speak about Gary Jesus. I, w- I want to get Strider in who's bored about Arsenal because Gary Jesus this is now, I think it was eight games now without a goal. He is fantastic all over the joint. I think with his pressing, his all-around play, his link-up play. But he cannot finish that well. I think <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to... We're going to bring it up because Arsenal are playing well because of Gabby Jesus. I think that's pretty obvious. He is contributing positively. But he he needs to finish more. I think that's... Is, Tell is me that something we didn't me? know about or... Gabriel Jesus, man. That dude is getting out of my FPR, man. I'm done. <laughs> In terms of his all-round play, his pressing, his link-up play, you know what I mean? He doesn't give defenders a, a minute's peace. The amount of times... Today he he won the ball back off defenders and Arsenal then were able to 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 turn over the ball and create chances. So, but number nines are judged on goals. Simple as that. And to only have five goals, I think it's this season. It's not good enough. Like it's not good enough. And look, like I know Arsenal fans won't won't worry at the moment because the team's top of the league. They're winning games. But when it comes to the crunch, yeah, crunch time. He needs the bag. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing is people will start to turn. It's not even like he's not getting chances. Like today, I think today there was a, there was a chance like when he should have scored by a header. And I was like, it's not even like he's not getting clear cut chances and he's playing well, so like you can blame him. He's getting good chances where like any like striker worth their soul should be finishing. He's not like they're not like very difficult finishes, and I, I, but for me, with like mm-hmm. you're not really getting anything different to what you what 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 City had. To be honest, you're getting a player that's playing more, and I think I think a lot of his like good points are showing regularly. But like he's never been a, a sort of two and one striker. Like he 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 needs like three or four chances before he gets on the score sheet. And I don't know, maybe as you said, maybe it's like, I think it will land though. Maybe it will come, man. Maybe it will come. You I think? think. Sorry, Andy. I think I think Char. Char and 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 um, C Striders will make very, two very good points. I think the first point that C Strider said was when it comes to crunch time. Yeah. We're not at crunch time yet. You're scoring moments, isn't it? So <clears throat> let's wait till we're in that moment. And as you said, Char, he's getting chances. Rightly so, Calvin. Arsenal fans are not worried because we're winning and um, not even being the top of the table, but we're we're scoring goals. We've got the best now joint. Um, 
defensive records. We're getting goals. If we were struggling and not getting goals, that is the only time a big cause of concern. But what I'm seeing from Jesus, like today when he put through Odegaard, Odegaard should have scored. Yes, Jesus should have scored. He's just giving us something extra. We know this guy is not the 20 goals per season, but I think that was all part of the project. That's why Arteta wanted him because he knew he could fit and gel around this team. So let's get let's let's go to crunch time if we get there. And if he's not bagging, then yeah, you will get some upset um, upset Arsenal fans. But right now, honestly, I could not care if he's on five goals. Because for what I'm seeing, enough to tell me that this guy is a hard worker. And when you come from like a zip, boy. Someone is just slapping that keyboard, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, Jay, go on. <laughs> uh, we'll move on. And Char, your boys travelled to Villa for Unai Emery's first game in charge. And safe to say, Emery is having a good ebening tonight. And <laughs> Villa dispatched you boys 3 1 at Villa Park. I didn't watch the game, so yeah. can't go into it. What actually happened? Yeah, man, it was a bad day at the office, man, for real. It was just. Yeah, it, it's, it, it it was just, I think we lost the game in the first 20 minutes and the second 20 minutes of like third, like first half and second half. Uh, we just didn't start well, well both halves, man. And it, I think it caught it caught us by surprise um, how Aston Villa set up. Um, and obviously, look, their first goal, I feel like we, we probably weren't, the defending wasn't great. Um, I'm not going to sort of sit here and criticise the defence too much. I think we went seven hours while conceded the goal before um, today's game so we've been doing well if you watch United over the last 18 months defending has been a real massive problem for us so um, I'm not upset with like conceding goals what I am annoyed about is the lack of we have we, we create very sort of big chance like big chances in games but we we're lacking that sort of cutting edge. When we score one, two, we don't score three or four. Um, and I think the better teams are, are, are able to do that. Um, and yeah, I just think at the moment that we're struggling with, um, even though I think in our last couple of games, we've created sort of a bundle of loads of chances. We're, we're finishing them. And that's partly on maybe, is Ronaldo the right person in the system. Um, I think stats show you that we, we are actually a better team without him, but um, do, are you really a better team if you can't score um, without Ronaldo? I don't know. It depends how you want to look at it, it really, but yeah, it was a, a very frustrating game. Uh, we didn't deserve anything from it really. Um, yeah, I can't even be mad at it. It was just one of them games where you just got to like dust yourself off and, and go again, really. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I, for me, I guess, Drew, I'll come to you with this because I, I looked at the team sheet and you see Ronaldo up top. That was a, that was a surprise. I, I think I have to admit that, given how Ten Hag has been with Ronaldo, but the biggest surprise, and from what I've yeah. read on social media and reviews of it, no Bruno. That that was the one where it's he like was you missed suspended. Bruno. He was suspended. He was suspended. Yeah, he oh, was suspended. Man. He picked up five yellow cards. Um, but can I actually touch on something actually, which baffled me about Ten Hag, and I think. I don't know. I'm not making excuses as, as to why we played the way we did. But if I'm if I'm a player in that United team, after like everything that like Ronaldo has done, rightly or wrongly, if you, you agree with what he's done or disagree, to to not only have him like play the game, he, I think he kept he captained him he captained him this today. And for me, I was just confused as to like, I think he came out and said that the reason why the game wasn't captain is because he likes having players on a pitch that can transfer information quicker. And obviously the keeper is like, is very far away from the action usually. And obviously Bruno was suspended. Um, Harry Maguire wasn't playing. And obviously um, Casemiro can't speak English. So he gave it to, um, to Ronaldo. But what, what does that say to after like making such a, a, a not a big deal, but you, you made such a point of, um, of 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 basically yeah mm-hmm. punishing Ronaldo for yeah, when he I, um when he obviously when he done wrong what what message does it sort of give across to maybe the fans or the club or the or the players 
that you you he comes back after maybe apologising and what he's captain of the football club now. Uh, it, it's yeah for me it's just it's yeah I I, I didn't really get why how he's played it. Um, so but yeah I, I can't complain too much about it. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up really. Yeah, uh, I, I, I get completely where you're coming from there, um, Char. It's after everything that's gone on and it's captain him. Is there anyone else that you could put on as captain? I mean, <laughs> you say that, I say that, sorry. Ericsson maybe, or sure. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Um, I looked at Ericsson. Oh, yeah, Rashford. I looked at Ericsson. Yeah, Rashford's captain us before. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it was just a bit backwards, man. Super Sunday started off with Newcastle absolutely demolishing Southampton for St Mary's, which has been the catalyst for Hasenhutl to, some might think, finally get the sack from the Southampton job, whether it's now or next week, according to The Athletic. Palace, they got a last-minute winner in their London derby away to West Ham, courtesy of Michael Elise. Big, big result for them, I think. But at 4.30, we got Spurs welcoming Liverpool to North London. We spoke about it earlier with Spurs in their first half. They did not look very good whatsoever. They go into halftime 2-0 down thanks to a double from the Egyptian king, Tabo's worst enemy, it seems like. <laughs> and thanks to some pretty dire defending, both from Eric Dyer and other members of the Spurs team. Halftime comes and goes. Spurs chirp up and the story remains the same. The return of Kulisevsky instantly results in a Kane goal. Really nice finish, I thought, but they couldn't overcome the deficit. Liverpool are going home with three points and a 2-1 win. Drew, what's your take on that? It's got to be a big result, right? Yeah, it's a big result um, in terms of uh, seeing that United and um, Chelsea dropping points. So I think in the name of the top four, we had to get the dub um, away at Spurs. Obviously, Spurs, they were our Achilles heel last season. Uh, Because of them, we probably did not win the league. So it was good to um, at least get the three points that we couldn't get last season from them. Um, but yeah, it was the same old story, man. Like I said, I'm taking this game by game. First half was brilliant. Second half, we were pegged back a lot. Um, the game overall probably deserved a draw because uh, Spurs did well to bounce back. But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take them three points, man. But it's definitely not an indicator uh, or the same feeling that I had when we beat City or whatever. But it's good to win uh, back-to-back Champions League and uh, in the league again, man. So yeah. We'll take that. I think the big thing for me, and Char, you may point this out. So, A, Salah's scoring again. That's, like, Klopp's figured that out. That's the main thing. But Darwin this game, like, the gradual improvement. But it was just the fact that, like, on the ball, he didn't seem nearly as donkey-like when it came to anything but finishing. Like, that assist for Salah's goal, I thought, was genuinely yeah. really good play. Just that patience, that ability to take a second and make the correct pass. Like, I think that was a big criticism with him earlier in the year. But what did you think to his performance? Was that to charm me? To me, right? Yeah, you can take it on. Yeah. No, no. For me, yeah, like you, you're spot on there, man. Um, I think for the first goal where, um, I don't I don't even know who gave him the ball, Robertson or Thiago. But anyway, the, the pass was like proper punched into him and um, he controlled it very well. And yeah, he had his head up. Looked for the Salah pass and then Salah slotted it in brilliantly. But just overall, his game was just... Because obviously, we went back to the 4-3-3. He basically did what Mane's been doing for for us for years. Um, He was involved in the attack. He was also helping Robertson a lot with the defending. And uh, vice versa as well, I have to say. Salah with Trent as well. Salah did well to get back and help out defensively. Um, I think Nunez overall was very good. Um, Chaos, very strong. It's it's not easy to get off the ball, Um, even though he looks a bit, he looks very lean, but he's he's, he's still strong. Um, His hold-up play is good. Um, So yeah, slowly but surely, man. Like I said, he's on a slow cooker. He's cooking slowly, but I feel like... um, yeah, he needs to he needs to get goals now, man, because he's getting the chances, but that's still you know that's still it's, it's still not happening for him like that or the way he wants it at least. But like we saw from game one, like this guy, he has the ability to create chances for himself, man. And again, this game he did it as well in the first half, especially. So yeah, slowly but surely, I'm not I'm not getting too worried about him and his contributions for us, man. I mean, long may it live. And yeah, it's just the game time that he needs, and now he's getting it, and now we can see. We can see, hopefully, we can see it pay off, man, in the long run. There we go. There we go. I don't like to hear that, but I know you <laughs> do. So, 
guess we have to accept that. Um, strides, we have to talk about Spurs. I mean, I've, I've just said it. The first half, it didn't look like you turned up, to be quite frank. And then Conte's halftime team talks, are he must be giving out some really good bollockings at the minute because you come out. It's like you almost want to tell your boys, kick off is 45 minutes earlier than the actual one to get him to turn up properly. But like, what are your thoughts, man? You You must not be happy with it. For me, it's just frustrating, man. Um, I, you might as well just play what I said last week and run it this week. Like, again, first half, shambles. Obviously, individual errors. Eric Dyer, I don't know what you're doing there. Um, it's been in a lot of the big games this season, there's been individual errors which has cost us. Um, and to go into, you know, down at half time, again, just puts us on the. You know, you got to go out in the second half and you've got nothing to lose, really. And we played like that in the second half. I think we showed moments in the first half um, where we could obviously get at Liverpool. We know we can get at Liverpool, but second half especially, we literally penned them in for the for the whole game, the whole of the second half. They didn't have a sniff. Um, we were unlucky, obviously, not to not to get a draw. But when you're giving yourself two deficits to, to claw back you're not giving yourself an opportunity really you're making it tough we've done it against Bournemouth last week being 2-0 down but you can't keep going goals down and expecting to to come back especially when you're playing against quality teams like Liverpool so just frustrating really like that's the main thing I take away from the game because second half when we pressed when we actually attacked we, we showed what a good team we are especially without you know Son Richarlison Romero at the back Kulisevsky coming on changed the game in a way because obviously he came on and instantly got the assist for Kane's goal but then I think overall just showed his quality but yeah man I said it last week we can't keep going goals behind we're eventually going to get punished and you know we, we got punished today so it's a, it's a bit of a of a sore one but look dust ourselves down and we go again next week I'll tell you what Charles, I want, I'd like you to end on a, on a positive note Ben Tancor man he, like baller man well pie he's a nice player ben tancor he just mate he's almost silky with he's him, class isn't he? like he's just baller he's man it. he's got it i mean yo what were them man saying about liverpool yeah, oh, no, yeah, yeah. We... what who 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 oh what man what who, who say what about liverpool you tell me boy i wanna you get me let's air it i know it was charged <laughs> the united the united comradees what the hell Bro, no one will say bro, nothing like about your team, team brother. Shut, no, shut, you know, shut your team out. Spurs, <laughs> um, Jake, Jake made a, a good comment though about Nunes. He's a bit of an, he's, I, I like to call him an ugly striker. Because sometimes his touch can be great and sometimes it can be madness. I think that causes a lot of stress for defenders because they don't know what to anticipate. But with Tottenham, Kevin, I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but yeah, Benton Court is a baller. Kuliseski comes on and does job. <laughs> Wait, one one of them is still alone, right? Is Kulisevsky still alone? And Bentacor's permanent. Yeah, but it's going to be made permanent. In is, the that, is that correct? Bentacor, yeah, it's permanent. He's a baller, man. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Kulisevsky is still on loan, but we're going to sign him in the summer. Bentacor's already like secured. I think for me, Bentacor reminds me of like Berbatov. He's so calm and relaxed on the ball. He gets out of tight areas. He always plays on the half mm. turn and tries to drive forward with it and tries to play forward. And Kulisevsky the same. You saw like he got, gets in a little pocket of space on the half turn, boom, straight away, ball into Kane. It's telepathic. And that's why I can take some positives from today. Like as much as we lost the game, um, like we're missing, like we know what Son's like, especially against Liverpool. He loves it against Liverpool. Kulu's back. Like it's individual errors, man. Like the, the back line, Eric Dyer, Ben Davis. <laughs> I, like it's, they've been at the club for far too long now and I feel like Conte just needs time he needs time to keep on doing what he's doing to bring in some more players in January and in the summer and I honestly think we can go places but yeah man Benton Court shout out to him even like I thought Basuma today I thought it was his best game in the Spurs shirt I thought he was class yeah facts. I, thought facts he, I thought he mopped up well I thought he used the ball well when he had the ball he got out of some tight areas and he looked like the Basuma that we signed from Brighton originally so there's a lot of positives to take, but at the end of the day, I'd rather win ugly than, than lose playing well. So, here's what it is, man. Fair enough, Strikes. Fair enough. Well, we need to get to the bar here because it's getting late and we need to finish off the night on a high note. 
I can't do that because of how Chelsea played. But Munya, you've got some shots for the Arsenal boys, so line them up for me, please. Uh, yeah, man. If I can take any more alcohol after the weekend I've had, just just a shot to the whole team, to be honest. Um, Mick Arteta and the and the staff in the background. Um, yeah, the hard work is showing on the pitch, man. Long may it continue. Peace. That sounded like a very tired boy and a very hungover boy, Munya. So I will move on from you quickly. Drew, you're up. Yeah, I just want to give a quick shot to my guy, um, Ibrahim Akonate, man. Putting in an immense performance. Um, it's been said that he's not 100% fit yet. He's been rushed back. But you could tell, you could just tell that him and um, Joe Gomez is night and day, man, in terms of the quality. Even like defensive, the donkiness. Like he's put he's put in a shift today for us, man. And I think like if we played with uh, Gomez instead of him, we probably would have you know drew or lost the game. So yeah, shout out Ibrahim Konate for for you know trying his best, man. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, VBP listeners, that is us. Thank you ever so much for having us once again. World Cup, as I said, is coming up very soon. We are not disappearing. We are going to be there every step of the way. Please keep up with that. Our socials, Fantasy League, just remember, over the World Cup, unlimited transfers. So you've got to keep on top of it. You can't be sitting there on Christmas Day or Boxing Day trying to change it. And, yeah, we are out. Peace, guys. Hey, Peace. Hi.